A hospital data breach. Meet Dr. Walmart and it's eat or be eaten in biotech because this is where the money is. Hi, fools. Welcome to Where the Money Is. It's the special Wednesday healthcare edition. I'm David Williamson and I'm joined by my fellow healthcare analyst, Michael Douglas. Michael, how are you doing this week? Fantastic. Well, we have a, a good show. Yeah. I say that every week, but it is always a good show. It, it, at least we, at least we, we try we, for we that. We like to think so. We try for that. Uh, it's been been pretty busy. We, we, we're going to cover all the hottest headlines in healthcare, make sure our viewers and listeners are up to speed and mm-hmm. they can uh, make hopefully make some good investment decisions or at least uh, be the toast of any cocktail party they attend uh, <laughs> this week. Um, maybe nerdier cocktail parties, but... Uh, you'll, you'll be a very interesting person. Yes, anyway. you will. That's what we're going for, at least. So let's, let's start with our first headline. It's the uh, Eater Be Eaten in Biotech Allergan. Uh, this is courtesy of the Wall Street Journal. is seeking to fend off a hostile bid from Valiant Pharmaceuticals and hedge funder Bill Ackman. And to do that, they're looking to buy... Salix Pharmaceuticals, Michael. Yeah, and so and, and this is this is a rumor. No one's actually officially commenting on this, but it, it's a pretty well substantiated rumor. A lot of folks have uh, commented on this, including the Wall Street Journal, mm-hmm. uh, have reported on it. Uh, my my first thought is when I look at um, Salix's pipeline, I think, well, gosh, this seems a little random, doesn't it? <laughs> I mean, I mean, Salix is. Uh, you know they've got. Uh, you look at the pipeline. They've got a lot of opioid-induced constipation. Yep. Um, they've got uh, a lot of sort GI of GI stuff. Yep. Not really what you think of when you think Allergan. When you think yeah. Allergan, you think of things like Botox. Yeah. I, you know, I, I read that uh, there someone was trying to make a loose tie-up by saying, "Oh, Botox is now being used for you know a, a bladder condition," but that's really not. <laughs> that, that's stretching it. It <laughs> is stretching it. I, I think the real motivation here is what Salix is trying to do, mm-hmm. which is it is inverting. Yep. Uh, it's going overseas. Uh, they're buying actually an Italian company, Cosmo Pharmaceuticals, but they're actually managing to invert in Ireland. Yeah, through their like uh, sort of Irish subsidiary. It's kind of a kind of a. An interesting lesson in uh, corporate um, tax law. And, and tax benefits are really one of the issues that mm-hmm. Valiant is arguing with Allergan shareholders, why Allergan makes sense as a purchase. Uh, and they're making headway. Uh, they're not at that 25% uh, portion yet that they need to call a special meeting to get more seats on the board of directors to really uh, push for that. But but uh, rumor is they're gaining ground there. Yeah, rumor is they're getting pretty close now. So so I do wonder if you're an Allergan investor, you may be concerned that Allergan's going to go out there and pay a lot of money to close a deal mm-hmm. quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe financially it doesn't make as much sense. Because I do think the, the Valiant offer d- makes sense for shareholders. And it's, it's gotten nasty, too. I mean, we, we, we've seen uh, Allergan claim they have a lawsuit uh, saying that Valiant and Ackman uh, breached insider trading. Uh, Valiant and Ackman are countersuing now. I mean, it's really gotten ugly. This is, this is the soap opera of healthcare. <laughs> I think that's a, that's a fair call. Uh, the Affordable Care Act, just things have kind of quieted down a little bit about it more recently. So it really is kind of the Valiant Allergan show right now. And there's no real deadline on this either because we saw that the uh, time period for Valiant's offer got extended to the end of the year. Yeah. So expect this to continue. And to play out for a while. But I wouldn't be surprised if Allergan makes makes a move. I just mm-hmm. hope if they do, it's a move that uh, is good for shareholders. Yes. All right, well, let's move on to our next story. Uh, and it's it's one of the reasons you see a lot of concern about uh, electronic health records, although health records weren't what was taken here. This comes courtesy of Bloomberg. Data for 4.5 million patients were stolen from a hospital group, and that hospital group was Community Health 
systems. Yes, and they disclosed that earlier this week. Yep. Uh, this is a massive data breach, and and basically the um, hackers exploited Heartbleed, which yep. you know has been kind of discussed for the last uh, for the last year or so uh, as sort of a possibility. This is a real clear indication that it is in fact an exploitable weakness. Um, what was taken? We're talking names. We're talking social security numbers. No financial data, and by that what I mean is no credit card numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, no or, health data. Or, or bank routing numbers. No health data. No medical data. So yay, yay for that. But still, you know, 4.5 million I mean, people. Potential that, identity theft that, issues that, here. That, there's a lot. There's a lot yeah. of trouble here. Um, this is obviously, uh, to, to me, this exploits kind of a, a bigger problem that we're seeing in the hospital sector where you've got this intention to move to electronic health records, right? We're getting rid of faxes and pens and paper because, frankly, this is the 21st century and we do need to get past that. Yep. Um, and, and, Paper's and, so hot right now. <laughs> and move into electronics. The problem then is, well, okay, you've got a lot. Often you've got older operating systems. You've got issues with um, data security. You've got systems sort of piled upon other systems and so they're all interacting and it's difficult and protecting them all has been a uh, real problem. Hospital tech is very piecemeal. Yes. And there's no, there wasn't really a great strategy from point A to point B. And yeah. so you have all these systems. And you're right, it's, it's somewhat chaotic. And I think moving to electronic health records and, and getting uh, stronger systems will, will help mm-hmm. this in the future. But this is one of the biggest concerns you know, critics have over EHRs. How, how secure is this data? And it's going to be as secure as these hospitals can get it. Yeah. yeah. And, and so it, you know, this is going to be, this is one of those things where, I wouldn't be surprised if there if, if if more happened before we had this all figured out because it's 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 a process. I would not be surprised at all. But investors in hospital stocks, this this shouldn't derail your thesis at all. Uh, no. This is still a sector that's gotten a huge tailwind from the Affordable Care Act. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, community health systems. You just saw it up on that chart there. It's done very well over oh, the yeah. last couple of years. Uh, it's uh, you know it acquired HMA, so mm-hmm. it's expanding. Uh, there's a lot to like in hospitals, but in terms of uh, public health, public safety, public data, this is something that that I think everyone needs to be watching going forward. I agree, and, and, and what, 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 I'll, what I'll say here is, yeah, I, I don't think it's a, um, I, I think it's a, it's a, it's a general healthcare problem. It's mm-hmm. not a specific. This isn't like Target, right, where it was kind of Target got called out. Yep. Community health systems, it could have been anybody. Exactly. Um, you know, th- this is a, a broad-based problem. It's one that they're all working to fix, and I think we will get a good solution. Yeah, and I don't think people are going to avoid community health systems. Or, or hospitals, hospitals, right. Just because, you know, Target's had some issues with foot traffic ever since then. Right. But uh, I don't think that's going to be an issue here. I don't think so either. All right, let's move on to our next headline. comes from our friends over at Fierce Biotech. And it's Gilead fends off Roche as Hepsi heavyweights fight for blockbuster rights. And those rights are for Savaldi. Now, this is a really interesting story, Michael, because Roche is arguing they had a deal mm-hmm. with Pharmacet, uh, which is a company Gilead bought for $11 billion. They beat out Bristol-Myers Squibb for it. And Pharmacet is the company that developed Savaldi. Roche said, we had a deal with them, and, and then we had... Uh, some rights to this drug because of that deal. Yep, and they got shut down uh, pretty pretty harshly by the arbitration panel. It was pretty completely. Yes, uh, which uh, personally as a Gilead Sciences shareholder now, uh, yes, listeners, I, I finally went ahead and put my money where my, where my mouth was and uh, and bought in. Uh, I'm very pleased to to see Gilead win this because this was really kind of, this is kind of one of the nightmare scenarios, right? Savaldi's doing great. I mean, you look at the sales ramp, it's incredible. Oh, and then suddenly they have to pay out a bunch of the money or most of the money to somebody else mm-hmm. because they lose on patent litigation sort of through this back door. 
Um, and I think the real concern would have been, you know, Gilead would have still been able to keep most of the profits. It probably wouldn't have been a complete nightmare scenario, but but some sort of royalty stream going to to Roche for whatever you know patent issue they had over it. Right. But but that is completely avoided, and Gilead remains 100% in control of. Healthcare's greatest drug, really, right now, in <laughs> At terms the of sales. Yeah, no, that's true. Well, and um, I mean, there are, of course, other companies that are still in lawsuits with Gilead. Yep. Uh, Merck and AbbVie have both been called out. Yeah, Merck, uh, Merck got it when they bought Idenix. Right, uh, exactly. They're taking that that lawsuit forward. <laughs> yep, they're, they're they're pushing for it. Um, and why not? I mean, it, it's really worth it, right? If, if you're paying uh, several million in legal fees, uh, who cares when the the you know possible outcome is billions in, in royalty revenue. Exactly. So it's a, it's it's definitely something I think we're going to keep seeing with Gilead until ultimately this is all resolved. Um, but also, these competitors are also looking to get on the market themselves. Merck with the Denix, you know, they um, are rushing to get that Hep C uh, combination yep. as soon as possible. AbbVie, of course, with their six-pill regimen as well. Yep. So, uh, you know, and Gilead and AbbVie are racing to be the first uh, fully approved genotype one without... Uh, interferon. Mm-hmm. Uh, currently, Gilead and Johnson Johnson's drugs can be paired up to do that together, but that's off-label, so right. no one can actually market that. You just have to have doctors aware of it right. to prescribe it. It's also very expensive. I think it's about $150,000 when you put them both together. Yes, so we'll, we'll definitely be wanting to watch further developments in this market. I mean, at the yep. end of the day, hepatitis C has been one of the big stories of 2014, mm-hmm. and I think that's just going to continue to be the case as more competitors get into the market, yep. as perhaps, finally, uh, I know Express Scripts is praying for this, there's some, perhaps some pricing uh, commentary that finally happens. But we're, we're seeing over in Europe uh, that they're willing to accept the price. At least they the are. UK is. Yeah, uh, which usually, if there's someone holding the line, it is yep. the UK. So, Except 35,000 pounds. That's uh, $58,380, about $700 a pill. So they are getting at a discount to the $1,000 a pill we are here. But not that much of a discount, really. No, and, and that's because Europe can also negotiate because right. of the way their system is. Right, exactly. All right, so I think good news for Gilead and Gilead investors really just all the way through. Absolutely. All right, well, let's move on to our next story, which is really interesting. This comes courtesy of The New Republic and Jonathan Cohn, healthcare expert. He writes, Walmart thinks it can fix American healthcare with the subtitle, Come for the Cheap Groceries and Home Goods, Stay for the Diabetes Care. Now, Michael, this is a pretty big shift Walmart is making. It's, it's sort of following what the pharmacy stocks are doing, uh, Walgreen, CVS with Minute Clinic, mm-hmm. um, they're going to do essentially primary care in Walmart facilities, specifically also in rural areas where there really is a shortage of primary care facilities. Right, exactly. <clears throat> well, and, and what's interesting about this to me is a couple of things. Now, first off, this is a pilot program. We're talking they, they have... Uh, five primary care locations total Mm -hmm. right now. They plan to have that up to 12 by the end of the year. For a behemoth like Walmart or even for a smaller CVS, which has 800 locations, 12 doesn't really matter at the moment. This is a pilot program and they will uh, roll it out if it's successful. And you saw with neighborhood, uh, the neighborhood stores that they did, the sort of smaller footprints, once they saw it was successful, they rolled it out very quickly and in a very big way. So this is something we want to be watching. Walmart's a very efficient company. Yes, yes. They're they're very good at this. Um, What's interesting to me is that these... Uh, these clinics are being marketed a little bit differently than how the Minute Clinic is done or uh, mm-hmm. Walgreens clinics um, in, in that they're saying, Walmart's basically said, we can effectively be a primary care endpoint 
for a lot of people. We're mm-hmm. happy diagnosing and um, and helping treat chronic and acute uh, diseases. And that's that's a really that's a bit of a shift from what you've seen with CVS and uh, Walgreens, where they've really both been saying, well, you know, we'll be we'll, we'll help with scrapes and with immunizations and with vaccines and things yeah. like that. Um, <clears throat> we'll do some screening tests and then we'll pass you on to a doctor. Walmart's saying, no, 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 really, you can you can just come here. We'll, it's fine. We'll be your doctor. Yeah, um, which. If it holds and if it's successful, is a huge potential difference. I mean, talk about really going right at the um, traditional um, general practitioner. Yep. Well, and it's it, it's such a change too. In you know, you think about all the locations Walmart has. Mm-hmm. Um, it could really make an abundance of care facilities where there yes. really is. A, I mean, there's largely a shortage of GPs. Yes. It's it's hard to find a general practitioner. Mm-hmm. You know, especially even. I mean, not only in rural areas, but in major metropolitan <laughs> areas. Uh, and, and what's also interesting is what Walmart's going to do with pricing. Right. Walmart's famous for always low prices. Right. Oh yeah. And they're talking about forty dollars. For customers, for for a visit with with one of their GPs, and four dollars for employees. Yeah, yeah, and well, and one of the reasons that they can do that, I think, is that they're using nurse practitioners, um, mm-hmm. which are going to be a little bit cheaper. Uh, generally, they're paid less than uh, your traditional doctor, um, but they can still write prescriptions, they can still diagnose and handle diseases, and you're also seeing nurse practitioners used in some of these other um, settings. Uh, in this case, they are actually supervised by a doctor, so the doctor is not necessarily sort of dealing with patients at the point of care, but they're sort of checking over the shoulder and making sure that things so, do well. Sort of the manager of the group. Exactly. Um, so it's it's a really interesting opportunity, um, and this could be a big way for Walmart to differentiate itself um, sort of in the retail space and then mm-hmm. also in the healthcare space. Well, and it's interesting because these big box retailers have had a little bit of a tough time mm-hmm. of it lately. I, I think Walmart could be a little bit of a compelling stock. I mean, it's not purely a healthcare stock, so I haven't right. dove into it the way I need to, but I was taking a, a quick look at it before the show, and I, it actually, I think, does deserve uh, a second, deeper look. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I know they've had some struggles lately, but um, you know, initiatives like this, while they won't bear any fruit now, could pay huge dividends down the road. I mean, it's, it's a disruptive model that you're getting, yeah. and you don't usually see uh, big stores be this disruptive, but but there's a chance for Walmart to really put its weight behind something. Well, that sort of long-term thinking is always a really good thing to see from management. So mm-hmm. it's definitely something we're going to want to watch very closely. And yeah, as you pointed out, the best investors you know usually identify um, critical opportunities earlier than anybody else. Yep. So that's something we should be watching. And our final topic is. Uh, uh, this is pretty interesting. Uh, Abbott has won a $19.5 million contract to develop a brain injury test. Now, $19.5 million, literally almost nothing. <laughs> to, to Abbott. To, to Abbott. Abbott. It's a lot. Yes, to I, Abbott, it's not. I'd be very happy with that contract, personally. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't know how to develop the test, but I'd be, I'd be happy with the contract. That's okay. Uh, and this contract is with the Department of Defense, mm-hmm. and it's to help soldiers in the battlefield, and it's going to be a blood test. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so the idea is that they, they'll be able to quickly uh, diagnose um, concussions. Mm-hmm. I think they called them uh, uh, mild mild TBI, basically. Um, it's a huge, I mean, so from a, from a profit, from an investing perspective, perhaps not that important, because again, this is a $19.5 million contract. From a public health perspective, this could be huge, yep. because TBI is an enormous problem, uh, certainly for uh, men and women in uniform, certainly as well in a lot of sports. I mean, the, the potential for this outside of the DOD as well is enormous for helping make people's lives better. Yeah, well, and I see if they have a quick test, like mm-hmm. an easy test, 
that can spread through sports mm-hmm. uh, into, you know, you think about it, it's not just professional sports. Obviously, concussions have gotten to the forefront because of NFL. Totally. And, you know, th- how they're changing the sport to try to make it safer for athletes. We still don't understand the long-lasting implications mm-hmm. of concussions. Uh, there's still a lot of science that has to be done in that, in that area. But if you think about if they can create a test with the DOD that um, is – makes sense for them to sell profitably. Mm-hmm. Not only do you have, obviously, the, the major sports, um, you know, that could trickle into youth sports as well. Sure. High school. I mean, and it's just one of those tests that could be widespread. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this contract right now, it's it's means nothing for investors, but it, it, the science is going to be exciting mm-hmm. uh, to see how it works and if there is some sales potential for it down the road. Absolutely. No, I think that's a that's a good point. And, and We'll want to watch and see, you know, how this test gets developed and if it's successful. Because if it is, then there are some really interesting and exciting applications for it down the Much road. broader applications than, yeah. ju- than just uh, for the Defense Department. Totally. All right. Well, everyone, thank you for watching the healthcare edition of Where the Money Is. For Michael Douglas, I'm David Williamson. Uh, stay tuned to Fool.com for all your healthcare and other financial news. And tomorrow there will be an energy version of Where the Money Is, which is can't miss viewing. So we hope to see you back here for healthcare next week. Fool on.